Welcome to Cornerstones Cares, a podcast production of Cornerstones of Care. I'm Carol Grimaldi, Manager of Community Engagement and Advocacy for Cornerstones of Care. Cornerstones of Care offers a variety of comprehensive and innovative treatments to help children and families overcome behavioral health challenges and heal from emotional trauma. Visit www.cornerstonesofcare.org for more information. The last few months, it seems every day there is news about what has clearly become a public health problem, vaping. It's something I think we all want to know more about and just what it is and what are the problems associated with it. We are really grateful to have Margot Guillon, the Director of Prevention Services for First Call's Division of Behavioral Health Prevention Resource Center, join us to tell us about vaping and why we should be concerned, even if we aren't the ones using the e-cigarettes. Welcome, Margot, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Margot, first, please tell us what First Call is and its Division of Behavioral Health Prevention Services Center. Um, So First Call provides alcohol and drug prevention and recovery services. We have a 24-7 crisis call line. Um, We do assessment and referrals for individuals seeking recovery, and we have family services. Um, We have services for individuals that have been impacted by a loved one's substance use, and we have programs for both children and adults. The children's program is called Caring for Kids, and the adult program is called How to Cope. We also have jail-based services, and our prevention department is a prevention resource center through the Missouri Department of Mental health. What that means is that we um, provide services, trainings, education, resources, and assistance to any coalition, school, or organization in our four-county area free of charge. Our four-county area is Jackson, Cass, Lafayette, and Johnson counties in Missouri. All right. So can you explain now what vaping is? Vaping is the hot topic right now. Um, It is... Inhaling a substance through an electrical um, device that turns into vapor and then letting it out. Most commonly, it's used with nicotine and THC. So we've been hearing a lot about e-cigarettes, but there are other vaping devices, aren't there? Yes. And they are? They are. So it's complicated because there's electronic cigarettes that are specifically um, designed to hold nicotine and you can buy them with the nicotine already loaded in them. Um, But you can also buy electronic cigarette devices that are empty and you can fill those with THC oil. So you can use the same device for nicotine that you would for THC oil. However, there are some like the common and most popular one right now is the Juul. Um, That can only be used for nicotine because it comes with a pre-filled pod of nicotine. But like I said, there's other batteries that you can buy an empty tank and fill it with THC. What is THC? THC is the active ingredient in marijuana that gets people high. All right. So this is why you are focused on this and work in your job at First Call. Yes. All right. Do we have any sense of who is vaping and what the appeal is? Yes. So um, lots of people are vaping. There are people vaping that are trying to quit smoking cigarettes. um, And for a while, electronic cigarettes were marketed as the healthier choice for cigarette smokers. So a lot of people switched to vaping um, or electronic cigarette use. And then 
teens and young people are also using it, and it's not because they're trying to stop smoking cigarettes. Um, The appeal, I actually talked to some teens about this today in preparation for this. The appeal is that their peers are doing it and they want to look cool, but also I think it has a lot to do with the way that these products are being marketed. It's targeted towards youth. Um, So I'd say people that formerly smoke cigarettes and would like to stop, or teens. And so what do you know to be the known health hazards and what causes them? So it's tricky right now um, because they're just now finding things out. Um, For a while, like I said, they were saying that it was healthier, but they haven't been around long enough to do... um, have a lot of evidence like they do with cigarettes. So now they're realizing that depending on how an electronic cigarette is made and how products are being put into it, there could be several different health hazards, some of them being respiratory infections. Unfortunately, we've lost some young people. Um, They've lost their lives because of electronic cigarette use. But the problem is there's been like over 250 cases of respiratory illness, but they can't connect them. Um, Some of them, some of the people are just THC users. Some of the people are just nicotine users. Um, So there's nothing really tying them together except for they think that they've come up with something. um, If THC cartridges are filled at home and not by a dispensary. Um, People that are making them at home are using vitamin E oil as part of the process, and they're finding out that vitamin E oil is not good for the lungs. What, what, what go, what's happening with the lungs here? So what's happening with the lungs? That's a great question. So I, I've heard that it starts at its lung. Their lungs are failing. Um, what I've heard is it starts off with chest pain, coughing, um, and then sometimes puking. And then people will end up in the hospital with symptoms of what look like um, are pneumonia. But then they'll test for pneumonia, and that's not happening. So the lungs are having the same reaction that they would to pneumonia, but it's not pneumonia, so doctors don't know how to treat it yet. So a lot of people are just being hooked up to ventilators to help them breathe. Oh, my God. Yes, that includes young people. I saw an article the other day that it has something to do with bacteria getting into something in the lung that I can't remember the name of, but little, like almost follicles that we have on our lung are getting mm-hmm. filled with bacteria. Well, yeah, we've got a lot of, of move, living parts as part of our lungs. Right. And, and uh, that, they would be very easy to damage. They're, they're sensitive. Yes. All right. Is, is it addictive? Yes. Um, and that's another thing that a lot of people don't realize, especially young people. They think that they're just vaping juices. Um, when really they probably are vaping nicotine. Um, So if we say that nicotine's addictive, then yes, I would say vaping is addictive. I almost think that it could be more addictive than regular cigarettes because, and this is opinion based on you can do it anywhere. You don't have to go outside to do it. You can do it in classrooms. You can do it in your car. You can do it in offices. You can do it in restaurants. Even though it's not technically allowed, you're not going to set off a smoke alarm, which makes it more convenient. You can do it on your couch, which I think makes it much more addictive. You don't have to get up and move to do it. Wow. Do we know about the impact of secondhand vapor? So not enough yet for me to say that secondhand smoke is as dangerous as cigarette secondhand smoke. However, I have read some things that when the aerosols are exhaled 
by an electronic cigarette user or a vapor. Um, there are cancer-causing chemicals in the aerosols. Um, so what the articles I've, set, I've read have said is that any cancer-causing chemical is harmful to a young person, um, exposure to that, which we know, but there's not enough to say that um, it's as dangerous as cigarette secondhand smoke. About how long have these e-cigarettes vaping products been around? A while. Um, I can't tell you when the first electronic cigarette device came out I, over 10 years ago, but those were the ones that you still see in the gas stations, like the brand Blue is a common one where it's just a disposable electronic cigarette. Once it's done with its 50 puffs, you throw it out. These newer ones, I would say, um, like Jewel Pod has definitely come out in the last less than 10 years, less than five years. Um but I'd say they started becoming popular within the last 10 years. So why, why is that? Why now? That, uh, that's a great question. I think that it has to do with flavors. Um, flavors weren't always a thing. It used to be just regular tobacco flavored and maybe mint. Now you're getting um, Fruity Pebbles, Captain Crunch, Bubblegum, Mango, Creme Brulee. And I think that that's the appeal to young people. Um, for sure. And I think that's why it's becoming an epidemic. And now they, that they've gotten a couple young kids addicted to them, it's really hard for their friends to turn it down too, especially if they're being told by the news that, or not the news, these companies that it's healthier than cigarettes. Even though young people aren't trying to quit smoking cigarettes, they just know that it's healthier for them. So they want to do it. They think it's healthier they for them. They think it's healthier. Yeah. I was going to say, until these recent articles have come out within the past couple months. Well, you've alluded to this already, that, and I, I find this the most distressing part about the, the, the volume of young people, our, our, our kids in high schools are, are actually vaping and, and in the classrooms because they can get away with it. Yeah. We, we talked about the popularity of it, but it, our, it, when you talk to, to kids in your role in prevention, is your message getting through? I don't know. I hope so. Um, I think that some of the things that I tell kids scares them. But I use the example today with a group of kids. I said, um, how many of you know someone that vapes? All of them raised their hand. How many of you know, like asked a bunch of questions. And then I said, how many of you have friends that have stopped vaping because of all this news that's come out? And only um, one kid had their hand raised that they had a friend that had stopped. So then I made the example as to like, when the government says that a certain type of lettuce is causing E. coli, most people stop eating that lettuce. So when the government is saying something about vapes, why isn't it scaring you the same way? And all the kids were like, well, I'll still eat the lettuce if it causes E. coli. So my point was completely lost then because I don't know if they care as much and they've seen like okay every year smoking cigarettes causes this many deaths vaping's only caused six why are we freaking out about it but they're not realizing that it's been six all of a sudden within a very short amount of time so margo from your perspective as somebody who works in prevention of addiction in addictions um what do we as people in society who care about this what do we do I've been asking myself the same question. I think it, we need to do more awareness. Um, we can continue talking about it with kids. I have 
no intention of stopping that. Um, it's just about getting the message across for them to understand it. But I think that the more they're told and the more that we have better data about what it's actually doing to our bodies, because like I said, it's still a little bit unknown. Um, I think that that'll help, but I think it's just about community awareness, like not selling electronic cigarette devices to underage youth, not being okay with youth doing it. Um, I think parents play a major role in this because a lot of the devices that kids are using today are not noticeable or detectable, or you wouldn't think that it's a vape. Um, if you picked it up, they look like little flash drives or little credit cards. Um, and I think that parents really need to wa start watching out for that. And I, I don't blame parents at all because how are they supposed to know that all of a sudden these new devices are coming out? But I really do think that if they notice little things around the house that they don't know what that is. Like even an odor. An odor, uh, a puff of smoke. One thing I have noticed is the way kids talk. Um, if they are hitting a electronic cigarette in class, um, They'll try to keep the air in their mouth but continue to talk. And you can tell when someone is holding their breath and trying to talk at the same time. That's what they'll do. They'll put their sweatshirt sleeves up to their mouth so that they can do it through their sweatshirt. Um, and I've also heard parents say that they'll find the devices, they'll find the little jewel pods in the washing machine um, and not know what it is so they don't say anything. So I think it's really about stepping up and having the conversation about it and setting expectations with kids, like what you will and will not tolerate. Are you available to talk to community groups or groups of kids about vaping? Oh yeah, that's my job. Okay, yeah. then how do people reach you? They can reach me at First Call, 816-361-5900. Um, that is also our 24-7 crisis call line. My direct line is 816-800-8058. We can go on talking about this for hours. I, I just know that, but we want people to keep listening. So right. I hope that you'll come back and we can talk more about this. And as you're more out there in the community and the messages you get back and what you're finding that works yeah. or doesn't work that we need to tweak, uh, totally. let's let's talk about that absolutely I would love wonderful. to wonderful thank you so much we've been talking with Margot Guion director of prevention services for first calls prevention resource center about this very topical issue of vaping and the problems associated with it you've been listening to Cornerstone's cares I'm Carol Grimaldi